the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Celebrating celebrities who publicly come to faith. What do we think about it? And later, it's Friday. You know what that means. It's time for a top five list. You're listening to The Common Good. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Common Good. My name is Aubrey Sampson alongside my co-host, Brian Fromm. So glad you're with us. End of the week. It's Friday. Uh, do you have any good weekend plans? Your daughter's back, right? My daughter's home. Fine. Uh, I think we have a like a birthday party to go to. Yeah. We got church. But yeah, my daughter's home and uh we'll do some fun family stuff too. So yeah. How about yourself? I love it. Uh yeah, we've got some we've got some what do we have? We've got some stuff. We've got, we've some, got plans, some stuff. Some plans with friends. We've got like somebody gave us a somebody gave us a nice gift card to a restaurant. So I think we might take the kids out. Oh, I know. I told you this. We're gonna go see the new Willy Wonka movie, which I will let you know if it's a Christmas movie or not, based on our criteria and okay. yesterday's show. Um, but yeah, it should be a fun weekend. I'm, neither Kevin nor I are preaching, so this is like one of those oh. weekends where like we can do something on a Saturday. Very so nice. That's very nice. Look, looking forward to that. Okay, Brian, a couple pieces of celebrity news. One, I saw this story. Not much to say about it. I just thought it was funny. Mark, Mark Wahlberg went to like Parents Weekend at his daughter's college. And he crashed a frat party and he said it was no nuts and it was way. so fun. Can you imagine? I wasn't in a sorority or fraternity. You weren't either because at Wheaton they didn't have no, them. We went but to like, Wheaton. But like Mark Wahlberg walks into your your frat party, your sorority party. You know what I mean? Like that would be so crazy. That would be so amazing. I, like, uh, but I wonder what he did. Like can he – is he like partying with them? Well, like, I mean, if they're still... over twenty-one, my guess is they're part. He's partying with them, right? That's my guess. He didn't really say that, but the fact that he said it was nuts to me says he was partying with them, right? I guess. Yeah. Fascinating. All right, Connected Mark Wahlberg. With his daughter. Okay, and that's the sad news. You watched Brooklyn Nine Nine, right? This is sad. I did. I, did. I was this? just talking to Carrie about this. Yes. Yeah, Andre Brower, who played the uh, chief of police on the show, he died. Um, at age 61, 61. and yeah. uh, died from, they said a brief illness. Yeah. So yeah, I, that's you know, always weird. Yeah. Not a lot of details there. Uh, he was, ca- ca- that's what it was. Captain Raymond Holt, but he was also in a procedural police series for a while called Homicide Life on the Street. Anyway, he died young, unexpectedly. Yeah, young. So always sad when you hear that kind of thing. Um, okay, Brian. So speaking of celebrities, this is what I really wanted to get to. I don't know if your feed was covered with the story, the main that mine was. I Kevin even said he had a friend who texted in this news. There's oh, really? a yeah, there's a like rapper reggaeton star named Daddy Yankee, who to be honest, I don't know. So uh, I'm old enough that I don't know who this is. But apparently at his last concert, he's in Puerto Rico. Um he says to everybody, hey, this is all in Spanish, but in English translated, my people, this is the most important day of my life. I want to share it because living a life of success is not the same as living a life of perfect purpose. 
And basically he announced that he is, despite his success in the music industry, he felt a void in his life that he only filled when he began focusing more on his faith. This is why tonight I acknowledge that Jesus lives for me and I will live for him, he said, adding all of the tools that I have within my power, like music, social media, my platform, the mic, everything God gave me is now for him. Hmm. And so lots of people celebrating. He's announcing his retirement from music and moving somehow into ministry. I don't think we know exactly what that will look like. I'm assuming it has something to do with music and social media, like you saying, but basically leaving the music industry and the kind of the big stuff he's been pursuing in order to follow a life of Christ. And here's what I want to talk about. I think it's amazing. Like, I think we celebrate that. Lots of people on social media celebrating that, excited about that. But then you've got a lot of people going, why do we care when celebrities come to Jesus? I saw this conversation on threads. We did it with Kanye. We did it with, you know, they named a few of the famous Bieber. Like when these celebrities follow Christ, we almost like baptize them and worship them. And like, we're like, see proof Jesus is real. Or we like kind of hold them up as like a special category or something like that. And I, I feel like there's a little bit to debate here Because one is simply like, we should just be celebrating the way that heaven is celebrating that somebody came to Christ and is committing their life to Jesus, like Mm -hmm. giving up the riches Mm -hmm. of this world. I'm sure he's not giving up all his riches, but giving up the quote unquote worldly success in order to follow Jesus. Amen. Like, I don't know how as Christians, we can't celebrate that. I don't ever want to become so cold that I think that that's not good news. And at the same time, I do understand the point people are making. Like, why do we kind of laud these stories as extra special? Or we hold them up as kind of like, see, if Daddy Yankee can come to Christ, so can you. Or or it's like it's more important that someone like this came to Jesus. Yeah. Like what? It's tell a, me your obviously our tell me your thing our about celebrity this. culture. Yeah, it's our celebrity culture. That that was the the weird one with Kanye Kanye West back in the day. Remember, it was mm-hmm. like he mm-hmm. became like oh, the yeah. top of the Christian. Every Christian was like, look at and you're like, guys, right. this is going to turn bad. This is yeah. going to go badly. Yeah. Uh, so I want to celebrate this guy. I want to go, man. That's cool. Um. But let's just let him be. Like, yeah. Let's let him be. I guess also, who am I to tell this guy what to do? I want to be like, you're really good at rapping, apparently. Use that platform to... For Jesus. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, use that platform. <laughs> right. That's influence. Right. Like, again, maybe he's just burned out. Maybe he doesn't want to do that yeah. anymore. But I want to yeah. be like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe become... uh use your platform and your stage and your popularity as that opportunity. But mm. more, I also want to celebrate the guy getting up publicly and going, I want to give my life to Jesus I and I want everything. To be, that's awesome. We want to celebrate that. So uh, good for him. And uh, yeah, just be careful people who want to be like, see, I, it's, it's a, it's an offshoot of the celebrity culture we have, or we want to be, that's look, it. We, now we have one and you're like, Oh, just, I think that's what it is. Now we have one. It's like, now we think we've got the right influence or the right, I don't know what it is. It gives some validation or something to the Christian faith. When we see celebrities do this, that I do think you're right. Like let's, let's slow down a little bit on that. It is sweet. Like he, he was emotional during his speech. He referenced a new beginning, referred to himself by his birth name, Ramon Rodriguez. And then he said this, I am a human and everyone that follows me should follow Jesus Christ. He concluded 
uh, with a fireworks. This part's a little funny. He concluded with a fireworks display of a cross and the words, <laughs> Jesus loves you in Spanish. <laughs> so the it's fireworks awesome. display Great. of the cross. I feel like our high, our high church friends might not be so excited about that. <laughs> but he, I mean, you know, there's a guy with his however many millions of followers saying, if you follow me, follow Jesus. Like, that's that's pretty powerful. And so I think we, there has to be a line between we celebrate that when God uses people like that and God gets a hold of people's hearts, especially with that influence, but also let's not like, he's not a God, right? So let's like kind of keep it on the right shelf, spiritual shelf or something, if that makes sense. And if he would like to come on our show and talk about it, we would be glad to have him. We'd be glad to interview (laughs) him. Hey, coming up. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Common Good. My name is Aubrey Sampson, alongside my co-host, Brian Fromm. And it is time to do one of our favorite things to do each and every week. That is a top five list. Top five, top five, top five, top five, top five things with Brian and Aubrey. And I am very excited about this one, Brian, because we are going to do the early. I'll, I'll set this up a little bit earlier in the week. We had a conversation kind of of a definitive common good ruling on what makes a Christmas movie and what doesn't make a Christmas mm-hmm. movie. And mm-hmm. we decided a few things around that. You can go back and catch up on the podcast if you missed it. But one of the things is Christmas needs to be a plot point. Like it can't be that you take the movie and set it in July and it still works as well. Like it just it needs to be kind of Christmas at the center. So with that in mind, I thought rather than doing our top five favorite Christmas movies, we would do the top five underrated Christmas films. So Christmas movies you and I really like that may not get the big hit like White Christmas or Elf or It's a Wonderful Life, like may not be kind of in the classic category, but we think are just as as good or fun or what have you. So with that in mind, do you have your list? Are you ready? I do. I I have a long list. I've got some honorable mentions. This is this is this one's much more up your alley than mine. Let's just you know, I'm not a big yeah. How often are we like, oh, you haven't seen that. You haven't seen that. So some of these are stretches. You know, if you yeah. asked me my my favorite, uh, you know, movies of Christmas, they're all going to be the, the normal ones. So, yeah. uh, but you, I've got some fun ones in here and you might okay. think some of them may not be underrated, but I'm going to go. I yeah, basically tried to stay that's away fair. from Elf, Christmas Story, Christmas Carol. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Grinch, all of those. Yeah. Die Hard. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll go first. Number five. Okay. Uh, do you remember? Well, do you remember the movie with Bill Murray named Scrooged? Oh, yeah. I forgot about Scrooged. Great I one. I like That's, Scrooged. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a play off of uh, A Christmas Carol yeah. with Bill Murray. It was good. It was good. Mm-hmm. Good choice. Really good Thank choice. You. Thank you. Okay. Uh, my number five is a movie that I am certain you have not seen, but I have made my kids watch this Christmas movie every year since they were little, like two, three years old. Okay. And it is so heartwarming and and the music is so fun and it's so cheesy. It's only 30 minutes long, but it is the elf on the shelf. And oh. I love it. It brings me so much joy and happiness. I sing the songs to my kids Every Christmas, it's kind of cheesy. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's old animation, so it's not that well done. But it's – and not Elf on the Shelf 2 or 3. They're horrible. I tried to watch them. No, no, no. But Elf on the Shelf 1, it's got some heart, and I love it. 
You're going to go with the original Elf on a Shelf. Yeah, I, I like appreciate to, you. I'll sing you a little uh, bit of it. Look, I, he's back. The Elf on the Shelf. Christmas magic in this little elf. There you go. That's a little hint. I love it. So I got to be honest. I remember seeing this movie. I don't remember a ton about it, but okay. I remember enjoying it. So okay, what was it? Uh, this is a 2006. I'm looking it up to see when it came out. 2006. Matthew Broderick, Danny DeVito called Deck the Halls. No clue what that is. Wow. Okay. Maybe I'm going to pull it out. Maybe I'm going to pull it out yeah, this Christmas. Let's see. I if like I actually, that. There's a real question about whether I actually like this, uh, but I have a memory of enjoying this. So I'm going with it and I might come back and go, oh, oh I watched it. It was no good. But it was I'm not going good. with no, that. I, I feel like that's a, for underrated Christmas movie. That's a really good one. That's a really good one. Okay. All right. Um, my number three, my number four, I'm going to move out of the kid category soon, but I'm going to stick with it. Uh, every year my kids watch Mickey Mouse's Once Upon a Christmas and Twice Upon nice. a Christmas. I don't know if you remember those. They've been on the Disney Channel. They were never in the theaters or anything like that, but they're, they're just like a bunch of like, um, it's almost like a serial episode. Like there's a bunch of little different Christmas stories with the different Mickey Mouse characters. And I don't know, they've just become like classic in our home. So Mickey Mouse is once upon a Christmas and twice upon a Christmas. See, there were, there were all the, um, the old school, like animated ones that are good, that are good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Number three, uh, this one's going to be controversial. Okay. Ooh, this okay. one is super dark. Oh. Uh, super scary. All the Ooh. kids. So my kids were like, we need to watch this, but it's also, are you aware of the Krampus movies? Oh, <laughs> our worship pastor loves those movies. They're I've never so seen weird, them. They're so weird, Aubrey. They're Have so you watched weird. them? We watched the first one because our kids are like, they scary? To watch them. They're just dark, but they're also yeah. like, it, it's almost like they're so like, it's like old eighties. Funny. Scary movies were yeah, like it's, right. it's so comical that it's not scary, it's but it's not scary. Parts. Yeah. 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 So okay. it was uh, the old Krampus movies. Okay. I like it. The old Krampus movies. I like that. All right. Um, my number three, and I, I think I've mentioned this a couple times on the show, but I'm going to go with Daddy's Home 2, Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg. It is hilarious. And I don't think most yes. people think of it as a Christmas movie, but it really is. And it's so cute. So I'm I'm throwing that one in the mix for sure. I did like that movie. Yeah, you and I really were just good. discussing it the other that. day. I got to watch that with my kids. I think this one. I don't know if I ever saw the second. I don't know if the one I remember is the first or the second, but uh, did love it. All right. This one goes back to my childhood. I don't even know if you're going to remember this name, but I'm going to go with it. Uh, I'm going to go with. Ernest saves Christmas. <laughs> you remember the character Ernest? Of course, I remember Ernest. What was so his big dumb. line? What was Ernest's big line? I don't even remember. But he came out with a Christmas movie, and it was right in that stage of life where I was like, yeah. "I will watch anything with Ernest. That's great." And he's yeah. so dumb. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is. Uh, yeah, I'm going with Ernest saves Christmas. Okay. Okay, if there had I been like a Pee Wee's, if there had been a Pee Wee's Big Christmas Adventure, I would have put yeah. that in here too. <laughs> Ernest saves Christmas. I used to love Ernest movies, man. That ages us for sure. For sure. That does All age right. us, right? There. People are like, uh, what are you talking I, about? Am I a number? I'm a number two, aren't I? Well, I'm coming You're up with more two. that I'm like, oh, I should have had that. Okay, this might not be underrated. So I'm a little. I, there might be some debate if this should be on here or not. But I love the movie. The Holiday with Jude Law and Kate Winslet and um, uh, uh, Cameron Diaz and Jack Black. They're in it. And it is so fantastic. I don't know if it's considered underrated, but I'm going to throw that as my number two, The Holiday. Okay. Okay. 
Uh, my number one, or why don't you, I have yeah, no honorable just, mention, so why oh, don't you I've, do your honorable I mentions? Seven. I don't have okay. any. Okay. I had a hard enough uh, time getting five yeah. underrated movies, yeah. so. Okay, Holiday Inn, which is the precursor to White Christmas. Love that okay. movie. So okay. good. So fantastic. Um, Klaus, which is a very fun uh, Netflix animated movie. Um, and then I, this is another one that I debated if it was underrated or not. It actually probably would have been higher on my like top five list, but I just wasn't sure if it was considered underrated or a classic Christmas movie, but that's the family stone. Sarah Jessica Parker is in it. Uh, I've never heard of it. It's Diane. Oh, so it could have been on my list. It is a fabulous, fabulous Christmas movie. The family stone. Okay. Okay. Number one, I'm going to take some lengths here. I'm going to go to some lengths because I don't think that die hard is an underrated Christmas movie. But I would call Die Hard 2 underrated <laughs> Christmas movie because most people don't think about Die Hard 2. <laughs> no, they don't. Uh, when they talk no, about they the don't. Die Hard, they only no, they go don't. to Die Hard 1 yeah. with, uh, with the building and all this stuff. Die Hard 2 happens on a plane. Again, his wife. Again, at Christmas time. Die Hard 2. I'm not going to lie. Wow. I am going to okay. go with Die Hard 2 as an underrated Christmas movie. <laughs> this is. That's your number one. That is fantastic. That is You're welcome. well done. Well done, sir. All right. Uh, my number one, I'm going to go with Little Women. It is my favorite is that a Christmas, Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie. It fits into wow. our category. I watch it every Christmas. It is so beautiful. I love, I love it. I love it. I love it. And I'm talking about the new one that was directed by uh, the same director of Barbie, Greta Gerwig. It with, uh, with Cersei, what's her name? Ro- Cersei. Okay. Whatever her name is. Anyway, so good. One of my favorite movies. I'm going to take your word on that one. Okay. I think you should watch it. I think you would enjoy it with your family. All right. If I went home and I told Kara I'd like to watch Little Women, do you think she'd be excited about that? I think she would love it. I think she'd be like, finally. I've been waiting for this my whole marriage. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That is our our top five underrated Christmas list. Let us know what you think on our social media at Common Good Talk. Coming up next, we're going to end the news and the show with some good news for you. You're listening to the Common Good on AM 1160. Hope for your life. It's the end of the show. It's the end of the week. It's almost Christmas. We want to send you on our way with some good news stories. We haven't done this a while, but every once in a while, we like to go to the week or they aggregate good news stories from the previous Mm -hmm. week. And it's just fun. It puts a smile on your face. So I will kick us off with this story. I'm ready. A group of strangers came together to help a man find his missing wedding ring. Joseph Novitsky briefly lost his wedding ring, but permanently found community. While raking leaves in his Charlotte, Michigan backyard last month, Joseph realized his gold wedding band had fallen off. When he married his wife, Mary Ann, 42 years ago, they designed the band together with meaningful symbols, including a cross and grapevines. They searched everywhere for the ring, but couldn't find it. I was feeling pretty desperate, Marianne told the Washington Post. She's a member of What's Happening in Charlotte, Michigan Now Facebook group and posted about the ring, asking if anyone had a metal detector. Dozens of people responded. A few hours later, eight people had joined the Novetskis in their yard. Some had metal detectors, and they all worked together, scouring the land. Four hours later, Joseph spotted the ring when the band reflected a ray of sunlight. Everyone was excited, but no one more than Joseph and Mary Ann who was moved by the turnout. They didn't know us, but there they were willing to help. It was exciting to see so many people care about this. I also like that their nice. names are Joseph and Mary at Christmas time. Well, Mary, 
Anne. Anne. (laughs) Pretty precious. Uh, Pretty precious. Would you watch a TV show called What's Happening in Charlotte, Michigan now? (laughs) No, I definitely wouldn't. Would you? (laughs) (laughs) Randomly. You turn it on and you see what's happening in Charlotte, Michigan now. Now. (laughs) Not later. Not previously. Now. 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 All right. Uh, Second one. Mole believed to be extinct found in South Africa. Using environmental DNA samples found in sand dunes. Hmm, That's pretty cool. Scientists in South Africa have confirmed that the DeWinton's golden mole is not extinct. The animal was last spotted in 1936 and is hard to track due to its small stature. It's about the size of a hamster and a coat that lets it blend into sand. A team of researchers at the Wildlife Trust and the University of Pretoria spent two years uh, searching for the DeWitton's golden mole in sand dunes across South Africa. With the help of a trained dog to sniff out the golden mole scent, they were able to extract from the soil environmental DNA that had been shed by different species of golden moles. At the start, they only had one DNA reference available, but after a second gene sequence was made available by a museum, researchers found they were both a match for environmental DNA found in the sand dunes. The team left no sand hill unturned, and now it's possible <laughs> to protect the areas where these threatened and rare moles live. Wow. Great. Who knew? I'm that excited. The I'm, gonna, I'm going to. I am going to uh, have, I'm going to toast the golden mole at some point today. I appreciate that. I feel like that we yeah. should get shirts. We should get shirts with the golden mole on them. You would stuffies. watch that movie. Animals. Yeah. You would watch that movie like. The Golden Mole, missing since 1936, but now environmental DNA has been found. Would not watch Charlotte, Michigan now, but I would watch moles in South Africa. Golden moles, not regular What's happening in Charlotte, Michigan now? The Golden Mole. (laughs) Oh, now that's a crossover event that would be hard for me to miss. That would be good. All right. A new study shows that pets keep your brain sharp. This is good for you, Brian. Having a dog or cat appears to slow cognitive decline in older people, according to a new study from the University of Maryland. Nearly 650 people 50 and over are in good health at the start participated in the study. With about a third owning a pet, they were given cognitive tests at intervals over 13 years. And while all experienced some degree of mental decline, the deterioration was generally slower in those who had pets. Researchers noted that pet ownership has already been associated with lower levels of stress, heart disease, and in the case of dogs, increased physical activity. It may also combat social isolation and loneliness, which has been linked to cognitive decline. Their findings, the researchers said, suggest efforts should be made to ensure older people are able to live with pets. There is a lot of studies about older people and pets. This is really precious. Yeah. Good effects that they have. This is cute. After learning about her struggles, Principal adopts student. (gasps) Wow. When Raven Whitaker Smith was in the sixth grade, she was suspended for throwing yogurt at lunch, an action that changed the course of her life. Her principal, Jason Smith, asked if she would ever do that in a restaurant, and Raven responded that she'd never been to a restaurant before. Mm -hmm. She had spent years in different foster homes and now lived in a group home, Raven explained. And at that point, I felt like she just needed a hand, needed help, Smith said. He and his wife, Mary Beth, spoke with Raven's caseworker and decided to foster her. The first week, they made me feel extremely welcome, like I was already family, Raven said. And after some pushback, she settled in. Raven worked hard to learn new routines and get her reading to grade level. In 2017, after two years with the Smith, she was adopted. Now at the University of Kentucky studying social work, she shared her story in November to celebrate National Adoption Month 
and her family hopes this encourages others to become adoptive or foster parents. That's Aww, awesome. Oh, that's amazing. Wow, I love that. That's so cool. All right. All right, bring us the, home one more. I'm going to bring you home. A flight powered by sustainable aviation fuels successfully completes its transatlantic crossing. A Virgin Atlantic flight from London to New York City in late November made history as the first commercial jet to make a transatlantic crossing using just sustainable aviation fuel. Only a few people were on board, including Virgin founder Richard Branson, and the goal of the flight was to show the importance of using and investing in low-carbon fuel. It's going to take a while before we can get enough fuel where everybody's going to be able to fly, Branson said, but you've got to start somewhere. SAF can be made using household and crop production waste and cooking oils and currently accounts for less than 0.1% of worldwide jet fuel use, Reuters reported. SAF is not the only solution, Mark Harper, Britain's transportation minister, told reporters. However, in tandem with other technology, it's a really important step to make sure we can carry on flying and protect the environment. Look at that. Interesting. Yeah, huh. good job. Okay. Good job, Richard Branson. I would I would not go on that flight myself because I, I would wouldn't not. trust it, but I'm glad he put his money where his mouth is. That's I right. can appreciate that. I can Aubrey, before we go, I have one yes. question for you. An <gasps> important question that will haunt you the rest of the day. It will oh my. you're not gonna be able to get anything done because you're gonna be thinking of this one question. Uh oh, uh oh, what is it? What's yeah. happening in Charlotte, Michigan <laughs> now? <laughs> right and now. On that note, we're so glad you've been with us, Brian. I'll be back again on Monday from 4 to 6 p.m. For Brian Fromm, I'm Aubrey Sampson, and you've been listening to The Common Good on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.